Hello and welcome to episode 226 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. The final day of the York Ebor meeting takes place on Saturday and sees the big stayers handicap taking centre stage. The Ebor itself run over a mile and three quarters. York Racecourse Chief Executive and Clerk of the Course William Darby joins us today to explain just what this race means not only to the racecourse, but also the local community. And City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of Saturday's racing action. But we start with York Racecourse Chief Executive William Darby, who I spoke to earlier on in the week, talking about the Ebor Festival and the Ebor itself, just what this race day on the Saturday means to both York Racecourse and also to the local York community. A handicap by name and by nature, so you get 22 runners in a big purpose-made starting gate um, and, and fiercely competitive as each horse carries a different weight um, in the race. Um, and, and this year with Skybet, we worked with our community fund, so each horse will be allocated to a local charity and the winning cha- the horse allocated to the winner is... Um, Get, receives £20,000 for that charity. Again, something we're really proud of. And and last year was interesting because a horse lower down the weight, so Frankie Tutori's mount called Chorleman, won mm. the race, whereas in previous years it had been a horse towards the top of the weights had won. So, you know, it's it, it every horse had as a chance and, and a real conundrum for, for race goers and punters to work out who'll win the Ebor. Um, yeah, the richest Ebor handicap in the land and, and, and as I say, one of our most famous races of the year. And the Irish trainers tend to do quite well. Johnny Murtis won it twice as a trainer. You normally associate him winning these races twice as a jockey, but twice as a trainer, Joe Lyons has won it. Uh, Tony Martin's won it as well. I mean, it's been, you know, good for the Irish. And I think Willie Mullins is going to bring one over this year. Yeah, Willie Mullins has got a couple that that, that look really really exciting in the race and absurd could be the favourite for Willie Mullins. Joseph O'Brien's got two in, one of which, Nuzrat, is a winning you're in, so he's guaranteed his place in the race. So, um, so yeah, Irish have got a good record and, and and you know, it was won by a new market yard, John Gosden, last year. So, so you know, it's one of those races where anyone can think they can win it and um, it'll be fascinating to see how it goes on on the finale day of our our meeting next Saturday, and of course you said so many people are going to be there, but that the owners are scampy, who are a, a syndicate, and the syndicate's really taking over at the moment, and and you know the the lifeline for for certain trainers uh, going forward. You know, there'll be a few scampy followers in there. You'll yeah. have to put it on the menu somewhere, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Scampi is one of these horses that's owned by something like three thousand people. They've all paid <laughs> about fifty quid to be in yeah. the horse. It won here in May um, and got won a winning year in race, so it's guaranteed its place in the richest handicap in the land. It won last w- a month a, a um, couple of weeks ago at Ascot in the Shergar Cup, so it's in great form for Andrew Balding and Race Chair. We've allocated the the thousands of Scampi owners an area of the racecourse to base themselves in, and it should be great fun. And just shows how you know shared ownership can really work, and you know with a modest investment in a horse can can really get to the top table of our sport. Fantastic! And the, the biggest meeting of the year 
you could have a syndicate winning, you know, the biggest race on on the Saturday with ITV cameras there and going, you know, around the the UK and around Europe. Just just yeah. be a brilliant advert for racing, wouldn't it? And and for the race yeah. course, and everybody loves York. You know, whoever I speak to, York is you know either number one or number two on their list of favourite racetracks. And you and your team, William, just do a fantastic job there. Oh, thanks, Chris. That's kind of you to say, yeah, the the international television audience, you know, we've got more broadcasters here this year than ever before, something like that. It will go into 115 countries. Um, first time we're going into India on Fancor, um, Fox Sports are here with a presence all week. So, you know, it's um, it's it's a really, you know, it's a pleasure to be involved in the meeting and I hope people can enjoy it on ITV1 from Wednesday through to Saturday. So there's William Darby, York Racecourse Chief Executive, and Clark, of course, talking about their big day. Hopefully the attendance not su- suffering too much due to the rail strike on Saturday for the big Ebor Festival final day of the week. It's been terrific racing. We've seen some great performances throughout the week, and hopefully Saturday will be just as good. Um, we'll start on Saturday at 1.50 and get Bill's thoughts on the opening race, which is a mile and a furlong. It's the uh, Strenzel Stakes. It's a group three. Nostrum is going to be popular here. Bill, how did you see this one? Yeah, Nostrum's kind of got this by the short and curlies, really. I mean, um, you could probably forgive what happened um, at Goodwill. I didn't think he was terrible behind. You know, got beaten by uh, um, Epictetus, Epictetus, or whatever you call it. Um, but on soft ground, he'd previously done all his, all his winning on, on a sound surface. I think, you know, being my kingman, I think um, you better judge him on what he did at Newmarket time before that. And I think that he'll um, dust himself down. I don't see any reason why he won't win. Um, there was talk about him being the best three-year-old miler around uh, a few weeks ago. And because he, he blotted his copybook at Goodwood, everyone seems to have forgotten that. And, um, he might just still be the best three 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 year old around. He could he could be taking on Paddington next. Um so I think Nostrum, um, yeah, I think at six to four, I think he'll probably win. Um look, the likes of Royal Champion will be there to keep him keep him on the straight and narrow, but he gets a fair chunk of weight and I think he'll take some beating. At two twenty five mile and three quarters for the Melrose handicap. And we're recording this before the final decks. So Lordship may be in there with the uh, Alhambra Palace, etc. How did you see that race? Yeah, this is this is um, always you know quite tricky to do this before decks um, uh, are made and looking at them in terms of what I'd like to like to um, how I'd like to play it before decks are are actually finalised. Um, Denmark's the interesting one for me uh, for Aidan O'Brien. Um, I could see him running here. And if he was declared, I don't think you'll get eight, eight or nine to one after the declarations on on Wednesday. Uh, when we know Thursday, yeah, when when the decks made on Thursday, um, he was touted as a Derby horse once upon a time, and fluffed his line a bit behind um, White Birch in the Ballysacks. Um, but he's had his problems and his holdups, and they brought him back, and here he is in a Melrose uh, off a mark of ninety seven. 
Um, we've seen Aiden do things cleverly in the past, and this might be just a very good bit of placing. And I could see him going pretty, pretty well in this. Um, so I would go. I'd, I'd, I'd be prepared to take a chance on Denmark at eights. Um, and the other one of, of interest is Davidio if he runs. I think he will. Franco Torres penciled in to ride. Um, <coughs> horse of Rafe Beckett, who um, you can fl fluff his lines at Ascot because he was too keen, but was much better at Newmarket last time, and is only up seven pounds. So um, really hard race, always the Melrose but I'll play to video in Denmark um, at kind of eights and tens respectively. Three o'clock, it's seven furlong. City of York Stakes is group two. Uh, Jockey's already penciled in for the top three here. The likes of Kinross has got Frankie on board. Sacred, who didn't go recently, William Haggis, saying it was great prize money at York. So they probably kept about with Tom Marquand on board. Isaac Shelby's in this race as well, who was behind Kinross and Goodwood. Al Sahel, others. This looks a pretty good race, doesn't it? It does look a good race, and it's a bit of deja vu from last year because I fancied Sacred, and she ran no kind of race, and I think she'll be fancied again. But it's very hard to to count against um, Kim Ross here. I think everything's set up for for him to to, to win again. Um, Isaac Shelby will have another crack at him. Um, I know that Jumby's gonna gonna run, but it's just very hard to see see beyond um, the obvious here. And I think um, I think Kim Ross is gonna take a, a, a fair bit of whacking. Um, sees the trip out really well and was really good in this race last year. Um, it was just York's a funny place, and the fact that he handles it so well, I think Kim Ross is probably the one for me. The feature race on Saturday, of course, is the Skybet Ebor Handicap three thirty-five mile and three quarters. They go for this one. Um, again, we're doing this before final declarations are made. The Sweet William will get into the race now. He's horse number 17, should they decide to go down that route. And he, he won at Newbury really well. He had to win at Goodwood to get into the race. He's off 99, got £4 extra. William Mullins brings Absurd over. And leave your dreams in there for Said as well. This is a race you've been watching over the last couple of weeks with the 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 anti post prices. Uh, Sweet Williams done nothing wrong, but you know it's a big big field. It's a big race. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean. When he won at Goodwood, everyone kind of said, oh, this is the, the, the Ebor winner. And then the, the owner came out and said, oh, I'm not interested in the Ebor. And he drifted again. And that, I think she said that before they actually looked at the prize money and realized that there is a huge um, check on offer, you know, 300,000 to the winner. Yeah. Um, it's pretty hard to leave that one alone. Um, look, he's been brilliant, sweet William, in, in three runs. Um, mashed him at, uh, on, on ground that probably was been horrendous for him um, last time. Um, sees the trip out really well off a, off a mark. It's up to a mark of 103, but in essence, it's running off 99 here now. So four pounds well in. Rab Havlin rides, fast improving. Gosden Foyard, he's just going to win, isn't he? That's the pouring thing. I love the Ebor. I love it from a betting point of view. And I'm going to play a couple of outsiders because that's what I always do. But um, I don't, can't remember coming into a race with this level of of kind of frustration that there is a good thing lurking in there because he's one of those horses he's just a bit too short for you to want to back um you know and, and, and we're going back to like tiger cliff was five to one when he won purple moon was seven to two when he won he's just got um you know for those who longer memory remember tuning back in 98 um, for the Cecils was about this price. He's just got the feel of one of them. <laughs> he just feels like yeah. one of those good things that's just gonna gonna stay past them all. Um, and look, I respect 
the Willie Mullins camp. They've got two good bullets to fire. Absurd that Frankie Dettori arrived to be second in. Um, you got to respect him. Uh, that was a good second to to um, uh, Vauban at the Royal Meeting and only up three pounds higher. Um, absurd. You know, it's it's going to have a have a, have as good a chance any real dream for for the Stout team. It's going to be challenging for second favoritism too. I've got plenty of time for him, but. I prefer Sweet William over the pair of them, so I can't really, I, I can't really abandon him. I think if if you can get nine to two on the day or, or around that price, I think he's the most likely winner. Um, from a each way perspective, uh, at the current prices at the time of recording, um, I'd probably be prepared to go a bit more crazy town. I probably uh, would take a chance on Hugh Glenn at forties. Uh, he did a favour for us a few weeks back and got a place in that sweet William race. Um, and there's a lot of people said to me, oh, there was a, a point turning in where he looked like getting involved and he's just that kind of horse. But um, he's off the same mark. He's off 96. Uh, he just is an old, he was seventh in this race 12 months ago when a when a 12 to one chart off 102. So he's off a six pound lower mark. Um, and... You know, if you watch a replay of that that race, he was in a pocket, never got out, only got clear, and then ran on pretty well. Um, I just think he's going to run well again at forty to one. Um, whether he's good enough to hit the frame, I don't know, but I think he's going to be in that territory. So, you know, when, when decorations are made, if you're going to get forty to one six places, I mean, Skybet forty to one six places already. That's a really good bet. Paddy Power five places, forty to one. Um, I just think I give you can Glenn a chance at the, at the big price. Um, to hit the frame. And the other one is the 20 to 1 on offer um, uh, with William Hill about Jesse Harrington's horse. Not guaranteed to be declared and wouldn't want the rain, but Yashin. Um, Yashin was stuck in the mud at the Curra last time behind Emily Dickinson. Um, never really got going, but go back and have a look at that win at May at Leperstown when um, he beat Point King um, with 9 stone 5 in the saddle in the group 3. Uh, in the um, Savile Beg. But if you go back and look who's behind, Dawn Rising, Moon Daisy, Akita Sushi, Emily Dickinson, Stratum. It's a proper good field on, on decent ground. And Yashin showed a really good turn of foot to, to beat them all. And I thought Yashin at 20s was overpriced. So uh, long and short of it is that I will play two each way at big prices. I'll play Yashin each way at 20s. I'll play Yukon Glen each way at 40s uh, and sit back and watch Sweet William beat them. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh, final TV race of the week from the Ebor Festival is at ten past four on Saturday. A six furlong handicapman. I'm only going to mention two in this one. And you know the one. I, you know the one I'm going to go for anyway. <laughs> so you might as well go straight to it. Abraham Gold and Saman. They're both in at the moment. They both they got one jockey though, Danny Tutter. You can't ride them both, so I'm not sure if both will go. But uh, which. Which one are you going to go for? And you can't be going for Kings Lynn again, surely. It's surely summer hand time. Surely this is the time now. Yeah. Um, this is this is. I mean, it depends on what the rain does. If the rain was to come um, in in quantity, then maybe, maybe Abraham Gold will will get the job done. But Abraham Gold's up five pounds for that that success um, at Goodwood in the um, in the Stewards Cup. Um, he's still progressing. He could easily turn up here. But summer hand is off off a mark of 
102 now so he's, he still feels he's on a workable mark if he turns up here and that's the big question mark you can wait for the decks but he won the air gold cup off this mark um 12 months ago so he's he ran a cracker on saturday uh, Graham would have been completely wrong at ripon and got within a head bob um look, quick reappearance but he's taking his races really well um last summer he he, he coped with um taking his races they, they came quick and fast um but look, I think he'll run. I think he'll run really well. Um, don't forget, people forget that he actually won this race twelve months ago, admittedly off a mark of ninety-seven. But that was after um, finishing fourth at Ribbon, so they're, they're going tried and tested. Um, he's five pounds higher, but he would have won last year off the mark. Summer hand at seven to one. I think is the way I'll play that. Keep it simple and enjoy it. Okay, that's York. And then on Saturday, uh, Goodwood have a meeting as well. Anything you like. Down further south at Goodwood on on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, just um, Goodwood again, really hard um, pre-decks to to get Goodwood right. The big race out of Celebration Mile, um, uh, Epictetus, the horse I can't say, will probably get that done. But it, I, I didn't have a strong enough view on that race. The race I was very keen on uh, is actually the Prestige Stakes, the Phillies race. Um, I don't know whether she's going to run, but Pretty Crystal would be a real strong fancy if she was to take her chance. Um, she might not run. You know, I don't know whether Rich Fire is in there down south on on the Saturday of the Ebor, but um, Shawari's favourite for Ollie Sankster on the back of two really good wins, and she's been really impressive on fast and soft ground. She looks like a filly with a bright future, and she beat Fallen Angel uh, last time at Sandown, and Fallen Angel has come out and won really well at um, won the Sweet Solaria Group 3 since. So you can see why she's a warm order, but I was really taken by Pretty Crystal last time. She was good at Ripon, and then the penny dropped a bit too late at Ascot over six furlongs, where she ran on a bit too late. Um, and then last time, the ground had probably gone against her a bit in the Princess Margaret, um, but she ran on really well behind Sacred Angel to finish second there. Um, that was a really good run, and she just was crying out for the step up and trip. She gets that here. She's running over seven furlongs on fast ground. I think she's a knocking bet if she runs at around six to one, but that's the big if, if, if. Um, but wait for the decks, have a look, and if you can get five, six to one, pretty crystal, I think you're on for a good bet. Thanks, Bill. Good luck with those selections on Saturday, the final day of the Ebor Festival this year. And many thanks once again to William Darby, who joined us from York Racecourse earlier on in the week to talk about each of the day's racing. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the bonus episodes all the way through York Ebor Festival week. We'll be back again next Friday as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action. So it'd be great if you could join us then. In the meantime, don't forget you can visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Once again, thanks for listening and thanks for all your lovely messages that are coming through on Twitter. We hope you have a good weekend. Bye for now.